Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. Tom Skilling, I am looking at that video that you sent of the water spout in Destin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, isn't that something? That uh, Imagine waking up uh, to look out on the Gulf <laughs> waters near your shoreline and seeing these uh, this crop of water spouts. But, uh, boy, I've been getting a lot of pictures. Uh, uh, one of our viewers who is transplanted down to Destin, Florida, sent me a shot. It turns out she's a former TV producer, so she just sent me a new flock of photos from ship captains down there, these beautiful-looking water spots. They apparently stayed offshore, but uh, you can imagine when you see that video uh, what a ruckus it raised. Uh, They're pretty darn impressive-looking storms, and they were associated with some thunderstorms uh, just off the coast there this morning, Lisa. Uh, Tom, i got to tell you, maybe it's just because we have... More people with cell phone cameras or better technology, but never in my life have I seen so many of these images of water spouts posted online. And I also have a lot of friends and family members who are capturing dust devils online. Is something changing or what's happening? Well, you know what it is, Lisa, and we find it with like tornado footage and all manner of uh, extreme weather events that cause damage. Uh, Everybody has a phone now. And so we all walk around with these cameras, uh, effectively, right at our fingertips. So people are taking pictures of things we never used to get real-time pictures of. And it really is marvelous. I mean, there are some shortcomings to social media, but one of the strengths is uh, it's communicating information to those of us who, uh, you know, are covering news stories or weather events uh, as never before and in real time or near real time. So it's, I think your observation is a good one. Yeah, jump on Twitter and check it out. I know Tom has tweeted it and posted it. It's also on Lisa Dent Speaks, but it is something that you have to be grateful that it didn't get closer to shore. Because <laughs> it's oh, I, massive. Tell you, yeah, really is. It, it's amazing. And, of course, you know, those waters down there off Florida, uh, that's home territory to water spots. But um, these are particularly vivid. They occurred just be just after six o'clock this morning, uh, Lisa, and didn't do any damage, but they certainly caught people's eyes. And Tom, when they form like that, do they swoop up fish? Are they, are they taking any you know marine life out of the ocean and into the air? Well, you know what? It's interesting. There are different breeds of water spots. Some have no more wind than on a, a foggy day. And yet they look like, you know, incredibly ominous, just as any tornadic funnel vortex would. But there are other ones like these this morning that were associated with tornadoes um, and thunderstorms, I mean. And what they do is they kick up spray. And, um, you know, I I don't know that I've ever read accounts of fish being lifted, but I am absolutely certain it's happened. You know, fish near the surface of the water. It's the same way with lightning strikes into bodies of water. Uh, that's known to kill fish. Uh, the interesting thing is, though, the electricity is disseminated over a wide area. So, uh, you know, it's only in the immediate vicinity of the strike that you get in trouble. And I'm sure that's true of tornadic vortices that reach down to the water uh, as well. It's always lovely to talk to Tom Skilling, our favorite meteorologist here in Chicago from WGN-TV. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. And the weather this week for back to school in the burbs couldn't be better. Oh, it's gorgeous. Do you know this is the ninth consecutive day that we've had a below normal temperature? And I'm not complaining about it. I don't know how you feel about it, Lisa. 
Uh, I know uh, some folks like their summer weather hot and humid. I think this is great. You leave the windows <laughs> yeah. open at I have to air condition. It's it's great. You know, though, it's interesting. Um, I wondered, what does weather history tell us about hot weather beyond this date? The days have started shortening slowly. It's a very slow process. So do we have any 90-degree days? And it turns out that 77% of years, going back to 1959, have produced 90-degree temperatures beyond this date, at least one. And it turns out that um, one year we had uh, 19 90-degree days, that was in 1959, beyond this date. And since 1900, or 19, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 2000, there have been uh, eight days uh, of, or eight days of 90-degree temperatures as a peak beyond this date. So the line, you know, the conclusion from all this is it can still get hot. Even though we don't see anything like that in the immediate future, uh, I don't think we're done with the hot weather totally yet. Okay, I've got a few questions coming up about why our mold counts are high when our rain levels are low and about the catastrophic mega flood they're talking about for Los Angeles and a few other weather items. That's why we have Tom Skilling on every Tuesday. But first, to check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld. Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. Tom Skilling from WGN-TV is with us. It's not really like he needs an introduction. Everybody knows his voice and his face. And uh, you've oh. got to be the most trusted person in Chicago, Tom. Um, so oh, I'm going to throw a question at you. Uh, what's the weather going to be like on Saturday? Because Jeff and Laura are getting married and I'm officiating the wedding and I am nervous that it's going to rain. Well, I'll tell you, there there is about a 60% chance there'll be some thunderstorms at some point during the day. You know, Lisa, at that distance, it's hard to time these things for you yet. Uh, but that's that's pretty high probability of some rain at some point during the day. But that doesn't mean it's going to rain from sunup to sundown. Right. So let's hope we get a gap in there in time for the wedding. Uh, congratulations, by the way. That, that's pretty neat. Are you nervous about officiating that? Or? Yeah, it's my first time, Tom. I'm a nervous wreck. I'm probably more nervous than the bride and the groom. <laughs> you know something? Uh, two of my interns uh, who had left and gone off to school came back years later. And I could tell when they walked into the office, they had something on their mind. And I said, how are you guys doing? And they said, oh, great. They had met each other uh, while interning in our WGNTD weather office. And they said, look, we want to ask you to marry us. And I laughed. I thought they were kidding. I said, I'm not a minister. I'm, I'm not credentialed to do that. Oh, they said, you can go online and do that. So they, I, they were so intent on this, I decided to do it. But like you... I was scared to death. I mean, this is one of the seminal moments in anybody's life. And I thought if I'm gonna, anybody's going to screw it up, it'll be me. Um, <laughs> but but Lisa came off okay. So uh, good luck to you. I, it, it was one of the most memorable moments in my life to be involved in that. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely. And it's something I've always wanted to do. I want it to be my new side hustle, Tom. I've always wanted to marry people because honestly, you get to go to a party, you get a free dinner, you got to have fun. And 
it's the happiest day of their lives. Oh, it's it's wonderful. You know, my two interns, one was from an Indian family and another one was from an Italian family. So we had on one side of the room Italian food and on the other side Indian food. And I'm telling you, uh, that was that's the way to live. I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> to have all that cuisine in front of you. Well, I hear you. Uh, good luck on this, Lisa. That's very cool. Oh, I'm thrilled to do it. So Tell me, what is the mega flood that they're talking about that could consume California? I mean, are we talking about something in our lifetime or the pictures and the drama surrounding it? It's very L.A. Well, you know something? The climatologist who is uh, with his team put this study together is Dr. Daniel Swain. And I followed his work for years. He has been talking for some time about the new climate regime in California, and he calls the type of precipitation they're going to get, uh, whiplash uh, precipitation episodes. In other words, there'll be periods of extreme drought, but there'll be other periods where these atmospheric rivers that concentrate rainfall come ashore. And California has had some monumental floods in their history. Uh, One occurred, uh, gosh, back in the 1800s. Another one occurred in 1938. Uh, these were mammoth floods over there, and they're related to these so-called atmospheric rivers. That's highly concentrated onshore flows of moisture that sweep up from south of Hawaii all the way across the Pacific. And they're calling, uh, you know, everybody in California calls the big one or refers to the big one as the San Andreas earthquake that everybody fears is will eventually happen. But the second big one out there that they're referring to is the threat of a mammoth flood. And the thinking is this, um, if by denuding the countryside with fires and all, these, uh, the super flood that Swain is talking about here is uh, could run like for 30 days it would rain. Some areas up against the mountains could get 100 inches of rain. There's no way the drainage system or river system there could hover that, handle that kind of water. And they've run modeling uh, on what the chances of something like that are happening. Now, the chance of a mega flood like that, they put it 2 percent, you know, right off the the bat. But um, they figure it was only 1 percent without the climate changing. So they've doubled the chance, small as it is, of one of these catastrophic floods out there. And it's something, you know, that they suggest is worth keeping an eye on for officials who control damming and water supplies and all out there and flooding uh, uh, reactions. I feel much safer here in the Midwest. I really do. <laughs> but, Tom, uh, we've, we've had great weather. I feel like we really haven't had a lot of rain, but it seems like the mold counts are consistently high. And I'm allergic yeah. to that, so I'm aware of that. Why is that if we haven't had a lot of rain? Look, I don't purport to be a mold expert. I'll tell you the truth, Lisa. But the only thing I can come up with by way of explanation, and you would associate that with, you know, a spell of wet weather. And we've been exceptionally dry since July 28th. We've had very little organized rain. But we did have a wet spell in there. And I wonder if that hasn't played a role in this. Because, you know, mold spores proliferate in the wetter periods. And we did go through um, a wetter period there for a while. So that seems to have been enough to have spiked these mold counts, as you say. Tom Skilling, you know weather more than anyone. This summer, I just think it's been fantastic. Yes, we've had a few storms and we've had a few tornadoes. Yeah. But overall, in, in your memory, isn't it pretty good? I agree with you. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We've had more than the usual number of 90s. But the nice thing about the hot spells 
And we've been lucky compared to what's gone on around us. I mean, you know, we've had extreme heat as close by as the plains all through the west. Now they've got the monsoons going down there that are flooding the Las Vegas Strip. And yet uh, there are big stories today about, uh, you know, every year the federal government allocates money out west or water out west. And uh, they're having they're going to have to cut the allocation because of the incredible drought they've had going until these monsoon rains have occurred. You know, Lake Mead outside of Las Vegas is up 14 inches because of recent heavy rains, but it's down 179 feet since 2000. So this is a drop in the bucket for what this rain has produced. And, uh, you know, they've been hot before the flooding came in, and we've been sitting here watching all this from a distance and enjoying a beautiful summer, like you say. Yeah, it's been beautiful. What's on tap for this week? Give me that Tom Skilling million-dollar forecast. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, We're modestly below normal uh, the next couple of days, and then next week, Uh, And over the weekend, we go kind of normal. The humidities will stay low, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's felt so nice. Uh, We're not going to have any trouble with that. Uh, We've got a northeast flow. It's off a Canadian high pressure. That's keeping the hot tropical air with all of its humidity at bay. Now, there is an increase in humidity coming this weekend, and that drives that shower risk I was telling you about on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Might even get one on Friday. But um, by and large, we're going to go through the rest of the work week in pretty good shape with these lovely lake breezes along the shoreline and moderate temperatures inland. We're talking uh, upper 70s, low 80s with uh, slightly lower readings at the beaches the rest of the week. And even looking through next week, no sign of recurring, uh, you know, 90 degree heat yet. It's probably there somewhere, but it's not showing up yet. Sounds wonderful. Give Penny a belly rub for me and we'll talk next Tuesday. Oh, I will do that. I hope you had a great vacation, Lisa. Nice to have you back. Thank you, Tom. Tom Skilling on 720 WGN. Steve Bertrand has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own.